Welcome back to episode 11 of Twinset Unzipped. In this week's episode, we talk about our toxic traits and how we're trying not to be busy fools. We also discuss how we try not to compare ourselves to others and the lessons we've learned about gratitude this week, which leads us on to the most incredible charity, Sebi's Corner, which we're gonna tell you all about in the show. Enjoy the show. So first full working week, which I am thrilled to be enduring. Feels like we just need to get back into that full structure. We love a Monday to Friday. We love a Monday to Friday. Kids back to school. Amen. We're back in the office. Amen. Start fresh. Apart from now I'm the snotty one. (laughs) We like to share. I know you feel like you ended it and I must have got it subsequently, but I think there might have been a bit of crossover. I, I don't blame you. Best. You I did try your best, best, but I sorry to everyone listening. I am V V Snotty. Um, so last weekend it was Alfie's sixth birthday. I have a six-year-old in the I house, even. which is just so surreal. I honestly, when I think back and look back at pictures, I don't know if you do this, but every birthday I just always just like I mean, not just every birthday, quite often every just day scroll back and you just think with a blink of an eye, six years have gone. The days are long and the, the years, years are short. short. It's just so so true. And I know we always do, and I kind of do joke about it. I find it so hard moving on with my especially my children with change I'm not very good with it but with birthdays I take it very very seriously we always have done as a family my mum has always made sure that we like really celebrate birthdays hard Um, and what I realized as parents and maybe this is just in our house. I mean, I feel like Alex kind of woke up as the birthday boy himself because he had no idea <laughs> of any of the preparations and organization. But the pressure I put on myself to make sure that Alfie had the best birthday. And it just made me realize how we take on so much as parents, mums, dads. We just, you know, you you just want to do your best the whole time. And that can be bloody exhausting. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure he had this spectacular birthday breakfast, the pancakes, the sprinkles, whatever he wanted before going to school. We have this um, family tradition always when I was little, my mum would always buy me a little gift when it was my brother's birthday and vice versa. And the night before I realised I haven't got anything for Ava. All, you know, all the added pressures and stress when really... You know, just actually the importance of my son, you know, turning six, how incredible that is, how exciting that is. Um, He it loved every single minute and really that was all that mattered exactly it's not about the present that it's kind of just about making them feel that it's their special day and that it's a different day. So what have you got for me this week? Okay, so I have been quite taken aback by something I've seen on TikTok this week. It's about the trending thing of toxic traits. Have you seen it? Only when you mentioned it. Only when I mentioned it. (laughs) So obviously toxic traits can be more in like a mental health capacity, things that, you know, you do that might make you feel a certain way. But what I've been looking at is the more silly toxic traits. For example, this is one I screenshotted. My toxic trait is telling people I'm down for anything, but in reality, I mean, not after 8 p.m. <laughs> food deaths need to be involved, and it also depends on the weather. Oh my God, the parking situ- situation, and yep, how tired I am. Spot on. Spot on. 
So I was going to discuss our toxic traits. Well, when you actually mentioned this to me yesterday, obviously it went on to TikTok straight away, wanted to get inspired, yeah. see what everyone else's toxic traits were. And there was one that came up that was just so, so me. I know I've mentioned this before, how terrible I am on DMs, on messages, on WhatsApps, it's almost become- No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's now, I think ever since I actually verbalized it and made it a reality, it's got worse. You've gone the other way. She's so literally, <laughs> sometimes on work messages, there's so many, I, do you even catch up? I do, do you know what? I spoke, was speaking to someone about this and she made me laugh so much. She shared a very similar, she was exactly the same. And she said, I don't want anyone to ever feel that I'm that available. And that's just so how I feel. But if things are important, <laughs> surely you're available. Of course. <laughs> you know, when you message me, when my mum, when Alex, you know, like, and when friends message me and, yeah. you know, of course, but. Um, you don't do what I do. You, you archive silent. that yes. You archive that shit. I've got many, many groups. But I am terrible and I do think it's got worse, even though I promised myself at the beginning of the year, I was not going to allow my inbox to get that full. So what are you going to do I with read, this information? I read on TikTok, I literally don't reply to texts, even though I'm constantly on my phone. That's so me. I will see, I mean, take this lighthearted yeah. with a pinch of salt. I will see your text notification and still not reply. It may take me days or weeks to get back to you. I don't know why I'm like this. Does anyone else feel the same? <laughs> Surely I'm not the only one. Well, that obviously feels you're this. not because you saw that on TikTok. What's your toxic um, trait? So my toxic trait is that I catastrophize things. Really? No, yes. you don't. No, you don't. My mind goes from <laughs> zero to one billion of diabolicalness and I can't shift it. So I'm going to share a story that I don't think I shared with you that happened to me last week. I had a rare day at home, and this is explaining my catastrophizing mindset. I was at home, had a rare kind of morning to myself. I was doing a lot of life admin, eating my chocolate rice cake, and <laughs> a van pulls into my drive. And two men start frantically knocking at the door. So I'm like what on earth are they doing? And they're looking, they're knocking and they're looking. So my heart is literally- Coming out of your mouth. Coming out of my mouth. I've got my phone, I'm messaging Craig. Oh my God, there's two guys at the door. They're looking around, I'm really scared. Still holding chocolate rice cake, FYI. <laughs> and in my kitchen, I've got like a nook so I could look out the window to the front door and see them, but they couldn't see me. It went on for a while. Then they open the side gate and they go round the back. And I. I thought, I've got to run upstairs and see what they're doing in the garden. Then I was like, have I left the back door open for Maggie? They're going to come in. They didn't look. They looked sus. Okay, they looked <laughs> sus. So I run upstairs to the landing, still holding the rice cake, look out the window, and they're looking around the garden. I've got 999 typed on my phone, and then they come back out to the front. I'm so scared. My heart's pumping. I then run back downstairs. They go to the van and they get out their gardening tools. I have to say, this has happened to me many a times. But you're you're playing down on how you reacted to this situation because no, I can only imagine literally the noises that were coming out of your no, mouth. I was, silent. I was so scared they'd see me or hear me. And because they were looking in all the windows, I generally thought they were going to try and, and rob my house. I was so scared. Obviously, Craig was totally unavailable, which is unacceptable. Finally, he called me, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, I thought I was gonna die and you were not there to save me. The amount of times we've been walking down the road, this is actually before your um, Apple iPhone, your watch, yeah. where you can do your notification, where's my phone? Yeah. Sarah's favorite thing, she does it like <laughs> 25 times a day. So we'd be walking down the street and out of nowhere, <gasps> I've lost my phone! Out of nowhere, I, honestly, the amount of times I've like come so close to having a heart attack oh, purely out of your erratic 
Nessness. Um, but that's why I love you. Exactly. So my toxic trait is that I can catastrophize any situation that does not need catastrophizing. And I would classify that as a near-death experience because that is how I felt. <laughs> And yeah, so anyone else, if you want to share your toxic traits with us, we would only the lol ones yes. would absolutely love to hear from you because we had a right laugh talking about it, didn't we? And also, I think it's also nice when you share it yes. and someone else can relate to it. Yeah. And you're not actually, okay, I'm not so weird. I'm always just not taking ourselves too absolutely. seriously. Um, so guys, you might remember in last week's episode, we went very hardcore, very heavy on Michelle Obama and how much we love her and how inspired she made us feel. And we have continued the conversation this week into the office. We were speaking about it with the girls. And Nikki, our co-founder on What The Brand, always bringing so much light and serenity and positivity. And insight. Absolutely. She picked up on the quote that we mentioned that came from Michelle Obama and Oprah. That was, you can have it all, but not at the same time. And when we first heard that, and I guess that is down to how you interpret that, but how we interpreted it was so, so right. And we feel so swamped the whole time with motherhood, wife, friendship, business, everything, that it felt, that felt so true to us. And then Nikki came in with, but we do have it all. And we do have it all at the same time. And it made us appreciate yeah. how lucky we are, how grateful we are, and how potentially naive we were to not think about it that way initially. I think all these things are really open to interpretation. And I also think when you hear something, it depends on your mindset at that time. Yeah. If you are in a state of overwhelm, for example, it's very easy to take something on board and look at it maybe in a slightly more negative mindset but then maybe if you're feeling really positive and someone says something to you in a different way you can interpret it differently but I love the fact that people can take quotes and they can take what they need from them mm -hmm. and I think that is the power of everything that Michelle's saying because she's explaining her way she's giving you her tool set mm -hmm. but actually wow what about Nikki's opinion what about your opinion and I think that's really interesting to kind of talk about those topics I actually think Nikki's um, opinion and her reflection on it was actually really important for me because it also um, made me realize how much pressure our, our generation, especially women, put on ourselves to what, what does success look like? And I think the level of what success is, is perhaps too high and not realistic. Um, and I think actually I needed to look at it from the other kind of point, point of view. view to actually realize, well, actually, yes, amazing. We do have our kids and you were pregnant when we started the brand and Nikki and I just had our babies and, you know, we, we are building it all together. We did it all together. You were on maternity leave when we started and all of those things I didn't actually realize as we did do it all, you know, yeah. and how, and, and we actually need to look at that. And with ourselves on the back. Absolutely. And I, and I think it was just important for us to raise that, um, with you all because I do think that our, our expectation of ourselves is sometimes too high. And also I think another point and it's something that I keep seeing is these years now, these years of young children of, you know, being married for, you know, 10 plus years or nearly so, these are the hardest years and putting 
added pressure already on times that are scientifically proven to be the hardest years of your life with the young kids and the balancing act, learning how to be a mum, juggling it all, balance it all. We're adding more pressure on already really, really hard time. So I think that you're so right in saying that pressure that we put on ourselves needs to, you know, really take a step back. <laughs> Talking of work stuff, I've been having quite a lot of conversations recently, with you included, about working smart. Do we work smart? Never. Never. <laughs> and I would say that's our overriding opinion. We, I think we try we really try. hard. Yeah. So the next quote with that is, are we a busy fool? I never heard of this. I never heard of it. Actually, Nikki told me words of wisdom from <laughs> Nikki this week. A busy fool. So you're busy, 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 but you're not busy in a good way because you're not doing anything properly. You're a busy fool. So I listened to a podcast this week about working smart and about making choices. And I can't for the life of me remember who it was or what it was. And it was a searched one. So I don't we even are have going, it in my history. We will research and we will find research and add it to the notes on this podcast. And it was all about that, you know, constant work-life balance, that chronic state of overwhelm that I think we often feel that we're, we are in. But what it what it advised was, you know, when you make a decision to do one thing, you're sacrificing something else, right? Because mm -hmm. you're making a choice to concentrate on that project mm -hmm. versus not doing that project. But we're doing it subconsciously, you know, we're not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But if you make that choice consciously and you're saying, I'm okay with doing that and not that, imagine the pressure that takes off of you. Mm -hmm. And I've never looked at things in that way before. And it really, like, it really, really stood out to me. And the next thing he said was, how would you do today if you really believed that you weren't going to get everything done on your to-do list? How would you do today if you were only going to do two or three things? Well, you would do them much more calmly. You would do them much more effectively because you wouldn't have that pressure at the back of your mind that you're not doing the 58 things. And I'm so, so, so guilty of reaching the end of every day thinking oh my god in that, <laughs> catastrophe. In that catastrophe I haven't done this <laughs> and I haven't done that and it's like well actually that could wait for tomorrow or it could wait for the next day but I can't shift that that overwhelm the mm. constant overwhelm so I think think this could be a really good tool for me to apply to not get that feeling every day because I'm just going to take the pressure off I think the overwhelming feeling is like 100% natural and I think yeah. it would be unnatural for anyone to say they don't feel it but noticing we, it but yes yeah, so I we it's funny because we were having this conversation between the two of us the other day and I think I subconsciously do this without even thinking about it subconsciously but consciously perhaps <laughs> So every Thursday, Sarah and I have like a life admin day. We sometimes go into the office. We sometimes have- I have ED. You have ED and we, it's just, yeah. a, it's a day in a week where it's just a little bit more, yeah. not so structured. We're not shooting, we're not podcasting and so forth. Um, and every Wednesday evening I get into bed and I have about 25 million things that I know that I need to do on a Thursday, whether it's go to the post office, do the food shop, um, whatever it is it, it always feels like there's just so much life admin to do on a Thursday and without fail every Thursday I think about that list of perhaps like eight things I need to do yep. and I veto seven of them every single week so do you think the I'm just understanding for listeners so do you think the action of writing them down before the day and then looking at them with fresh eyes and taking them away is more effective than just saying, I'm only gonna do one thing tomorrow. It's a funny one because I don't think I have done this with practice. It's more just, just it's, it's more like the day has evolved and I've dropped the kids 
Um, I've done what I've needed to do. I've then come home and I've gone onto emails and then all of a sudden it's 12 o'clock and I know I've got two and a half hours till I need to get the kids. So subconsciously, but perhaps consciously, yeah. I'm like, well, I actually don't have time to do those eight things. I'm just going to actually clear up the kitchen because that's going to help my mental state right now. And all the other things like going to the post office, okay, well, maybe I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it on the weekend or I'll fit it in. It's not life or death. And I can't even tell you how freeing it is to be in control of your own decision because ultimately that list is all up to you whether you do it or not you know ultra like really important things there's you know there's no question you have to do it you fit it in but your kind of ad life admin list like a lot of it can be pushed back they can wait i know it's listen i think we're of the mindset that we want to do everything in the right time get it done as quickly as possible but it's just not realistic and it's back to that point of putting these expectations on ourselves in the one day a week that we yeah. might have to get it all done whereas that's just not realistic we also are allowed to concentrate on the things we want to do that we feel more important you know i i had yesterday the kids school photos i'd had that email we had in, my, it as well. in at the same time yeah. um i had that email in my inbox for about two months and the deadline was coming up it's been on my list for so long i could have done it one evening no but yesterday i did that was that was how did how good did it feel well choosing the photos was hard and that took me an hour I'm like, oh that's so cute that's so cute but yes felt so good so yesterday it was m the kids school photos they were having them done and so and I'm always I think we've come on to this show so many times and said you know we start our week by waking up an hour earlier we get in the shower we put our um kids clothes out to, to you know 20 rule yeah 20 rule. absolutely but yesterday morning it all just felt like chaos. Yeah. And I said to myself, okay, you know what? I'm not going to make the bed and I'm not going to tidy up from breakfast, but I am going to do the kids' hair so they look <laughs> smart for their photo because I'd prioritise yeah. what actually was important. And then I knew, okay, I'll come back and I'll make the beds when I get home and I'll clear up. Well, actually, I didn't make the beds, but I did clear up from breakfast. So, you know, like it's, I think every day, each like each day as it's it comes and some weeks do, do feel easier than others. I just think it's important for us all to know it's okay to not tick everything off the list every single day. Um, and that's a really amazing, freeing feeling. Following on from that, I think that point about putting pressure on yourself and then potentially comparing yourself to other people. Another quote we heard this week. Was, we love a quote. We love a quote. And we love, <laughs> now with the podcast, everything everyone says, I like write down, I'm so invested in. It was Rachel, our merchandiser. Um, I have to say, that is one lovely thing about the podcast. It has made our days and our weeks, we are so much more mindful of we every really conversation <laughs> it's but don't you think like anything yeah. that happens anything that we watch um yeah. you really think about it you do and it but then becomes topics topics of conversation and it more interest and absolutely I have to say I, i'm in lo i'm loving it Me guys too. <laughs> do you think we i think say it every week also it hasn't happened yet will this be the only episode we don't cry in i hope so <laughs> because i'm not sure i can cry anymore <laughs> i'm not a crier um so yes, comparison. Rachel said, stop comparing your behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> drop that mic. That is such an amazing, amazing message that I've not heard necessarily in, in that, that way. way. Because yeah. we always say um, about our Instagram page, that is not our real life. Mm -hmm. That is a curated um, thought about, well, um, 
researched, etc. page. We're not saying we look like this every day. We don't bound into the office in a beautiful outfit. Often we walk in crying, <laughs> effing and blinding, you know. That Very often. Most days. Um, and I think it's so easy for people, you know, we got a message yesterday on Instagram. Oh, you guys, you always look so perfect, which is a word I hate. I'm using inverted covers. Your skin looks so gorgeous. But it's like with a light in our... Um, in our studio and we put the you know we're making the best of what we got um it's not it, it isn't real life of course we're not using filters as we've spoken about lots before but it is not it's so hard when you're putting yourself out there you never want to make people feel that that is real life mm-hmm. um and i think it's just just something so important just to keep saying and keep reiterating no, i love that quote and i have to say i think i feel it every weekend I think because Monday to Friday, we are so on on Instagram. We are so, you know, all about the outfits, where we're going, our meetings, you know, restaurants, the coffees. It's all very Instagrammable. Yeah. That's our job. Um, it's a weird thing, but that is our business part of it anyway, not the and brand. Lo- and unfortunately, not unfortunately, that's not fair. Part of it is looking yeah. our best we can yeah. to be showcasing the brands, the coffees, where we are. Yeah. And that is a lot of pressure. And on the weekend, life is very un-Instagrammable. <laughs> Uncool, which, unsexy. Which I'm, I'm absolutely okay with me and too. very grateful for. Because let me tell you, living the Instagram life the whole time is not only exhausting, but it's it's draining on so many levels and also you need to be with our kids yeah it's not about that but the issue with it is then I find that on a Sunday evening you know if I scroll through my Instagram feed and you see that this person's been here and they've done this this weekend and they're wearing that and you know you then I would be lying if I wasn't honest and said that that doesn't affect me and yeah. I don't sometimes feel oh you know I really I didn't do anything fun this weekend I didn't take my kids anywhere I didn't do it we didn't go out on Saturday night you know I would be lying if I didn't say that that hasn't affected me before yeah. but I think what's really important and really powerful is to remember that quote um and not every day is your your life isn't going to be a highlight reel every day and that is good and most people are only sharing the highlights hats off to the pages you know the mental health pages the you know sh- the, all the sharing pages where they're using their instagram page or tiktok to highlight really important issues and they're showing real life but i'd say that 90 percent of people you're not putting you're taking 100 photos to put up one mm-hmm. you're you're saying uh, i'm here today blah, blah, blah. that's taking you five times it is not everyday life and i just think as much as we can to reiterate that fact and say yes it's not our everyday life and if you saw us on the weekend where we love not putting a full face of makeup on and going out too much and we're just going down our local high street you know that's that is I guess that's, that's also why we felt so important that we needed to have this podcast to be able to show the real we are twin set because the issue with we are twin set and it's only a small issue but big to us is that it lacks it's it's difficult to show our personality because it's not a Instagram page where it's, you know, on our personals we show more of our family stuff and our our um, kids and things like that. But We Are Twin Set is very curated. It's our business. So it was very, really, really hard for us to um, be able to show who we are as real people. And what's important to us. Yeah. 
and and also I think you know we are twins set it's it is our job and we like to treat it that way yeah. so it's kind of you don't want to cross those lines and that's why I think we love the podcast so much is because on a Wednesday morning we come in and it's just a free flow easy chat we, we, we connect not with yeah thinking we need to be a certain way or look a certain yeah. way or say things that way we're authentically being ourselves and also and to be able, comes across yeah and I think to connect with our followers on a really different way that they can't see from us yeah. on we are twin set um so I think guys really remember this quote if you are struggling or having one of those days say it, say it again stop comparing your behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel so thanks Rach for that one Talking of weekends and all the shiz we do on the weekends, <laughs> last rainy bank holiday weekend, I did a tour of all the soft plays in Northwest London. <laughs> so I can tell you which ones Any are hot, hot and stuffy, go on. which ones are stinky. Um, Aren't they all? Which ones make me more angry and catastrophize which ones don't. Anyway, at one of the soft lay plays, I bumped into Bianca, who is the founder of Sebi's Corner, which is a charity that Phil's and I have supported since day one. And that is really, really important to us. And we are so invested in everything they do and want to help them in so many different ways. So Sebi's Corner was founded in lockdown. Which, which I can't believe. I, I feel like it's such an established organization i can't believe that it only started during lockdown and what bianca's only achieved is is beyond it's incredible just as a quote from their website without nappies without clothes without school uniform without a birthday without the essentials we believe that every child should have the essentials they need to thrive we recognize this looks different for every family and we pride ourselves on our tailoring our support packages to each family we help you know and she would share quotes about families not being able to change their kids nappies because they couldn't afford them people coming out of domestic abuse relationships with nothing going into a shelter they don't have a cot for their baby they haven't got they've got nothing I was having a conversation with Bianca you know about how difficult life is out there at the moment you know and she said to me some quotes there are more food banks in the UK than McDonald's mm. That is how many people are struggling at the moment. In the past year, the number of people using a food bank for the first time is 760,000 people. And I think for us, what's so important that we're able to use our Instagram and now this podcast to be able to share knowledge on such vital and important, credible um, organizations and charities. Because I think a lot of the time we potentially feel with our business, our job with Instagram, it can feel when you know that there's so much shit going on in the world and so much heartache and hard times, it can sometimes feel like, you know, are, are we making a difference of what we're doing? And I think for us, it's really important to know that we can support and we can share knowledge on these amazing charities. Bianca is an incredible human and her strength is so inspiring. Sarah and I are absolutely in awe of her and what she's been able to achieve with Sebi's. Um, yeah, we promised ourselves we weren't going to cry this <laughs> By the episode. way, every time I see Bianca, we have a joke that we cry. So, Bianca, it, you got me even from afar. It's just really important for us to be able to share um, some, you know, what needs to 
be t- be heard basically and i'm just going to share very quickly if you guys feel as passionately about it as we do which i know so many of you have done and will be um, wanting to help just a couple of things 10 pounds could buy a gift for a child who won't receive any presents on their birthday 20 pounds could help us deliver a cot to a family whose baby has been sharing their bed because they have nowhere for him to sleep and the list goes on but she has an amazon wish list which often we would go on and just it's there's all different toys for kids there's um clothing stuff like that we'll share the link in our um, show notes and you can go on it gets delivered straight to their hub and they're able to kind of place these things with the right families who need them and it's an ongoing thing and it's the most incredible way to support a charity because sometimes i think actually giving money is one thing Mm -hmm. you know i know we both give a month to different things but actually buying something in particular that you know is particularly needed Mm -hmm. it does feel different so being able to support in that way where you really feel you're making a difference even to one family is is actually is amazing and i think also you know times are so so tough for so many families but also for charities and these organizations that don't have the funding the money that they potentially did have pre-covid um so the charities and organizations need our help and need our sharing as much as everyone else does so um we wanted to end on that because obviously sarah saw bianca this week and we were just having the conversation together and it's always a charity that has meant so much to us but we obviously wanted to use today's episode to highlight it to share it with you for anyone that doesn't know about it as Sarah said please check their amazon wish list all um, links will be in the show notes below so that wraps up episode 11 wow 11 episodes in so in, in 11 episodes we've cried 362 times we've been snotty 455 <laughs> times Anything we else? hope you made you we laughed laugh. 1 billion times <laughs> and we know that so many of you do listen to us to just have a bit of light-hearted entertainment we know lots of you say you want it longer than half an hour um but we're little bite size of just pure escapism uh, absolutely and funny enough i'm going to just share one message that i received um in our inbox yesterday today from a midwife who says she listens to our episodes in the evening after she's finished a night shift so she was so tired um last week she went to listen to episode 10 she'd already listened to it <laughs> and she's totally forgotten but she loved it so much she listened Aww, to it again and i, I love, love that. that absolutely and also hats that. off to you midwives because you're doing the most incredible job thanks so much again for listening you guys know how much it means to us you know how much we absolutely love recording it and connecting with you And we hope you love the show. And don't forget to please like, subscribe, comment, leave us a five-star review. We would love that. And check us out over on Instagram at twinsetunzipped, at wearetwinset, at whatthebrand. Drop us a message. Love to engage with you guys and hear all your thoughts and maybe even talk with you on the show. 